All right, let's get some pregame salutations. Let's hear from Coach Sal, John Salavantis. And, you know, Coach Sal, I'm looking at this Ticats depth chart. I'm looking at that offensive line. You know, Jordan Murray, Brandon Revenberg, Darius Sirocco, Coulter Woodmansey, and Chris Van Zyl. I mean, I think that's the first time we've seen those five out there together this season. But at the same time, I think this might be the strongest offensive line we've seen the Ticats put out this season. Well, they're going to have to be, Louie. Uh, this Toronto D's going to show a lot of different fronts today and a lot of stunts, a lot of blitzes. That old line has to be good. And Marwan Hage was talking earlier in the program about uh, what needs to be done from the center position, and that's going to fall on Sirocco. Sirocco is going to have to be very good at making the calls uh, to uh, upset some of the blitzes that uh, Toronto may may throw. Coach, did you, have you seen Chris Jones over his career essentially add something new every single game that he plays? He adds something new at halftime. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy's always been one of those coaches that uh, you know he just he just has a knack for looking at a offense and saying, okay, if we do this. They won't expect that, and, and uh, he's not afraid to make a, uh, a different look uh, every time he goes out to play the game. Coach, last time we saw these two teams face off, it was the Ticats with the game plan early, and it was go deep, try and connect deep, try and take advantage of uh, of the Argos secondary. And, you know, for various reasons, uh, you know, a couple of overthrows, a couple of drops, some bad conditions, it didn't work. Do you think the Ticats will go back to that approach? Do you think they change it up? What are you expecting to see kind of in that, that first 15 scripted plays that, that, that the Ticats usually roll out? Well, I, I really think what they, what they need to do offensively is to stretch the field both uh, vertically and horizontally. And in order to do that, they're going to come up uh, in the first 15 plays with a different series of formations. And from those formations, then the offensive coordinator will look down on the field and say, okay, this is how they play formation A. So we will be able to do this, and et cetera. So as they work it out, uh, you know, I, I think you've got to go deep against Toronto. Andy was talking about uh, the fact that they get in around that 10-yard mark uh, on the defensive side and, and uh, force you to throw the ball underneath uh, that for a two- or three-yard gain, or you've got to go over the top of it. So I, I like the idea of going over the top. Coach, one one person who's sort of been an X-factor lately uh, in the season is Chandler Worthy, the, the running back. And we haven't talked about special teams yet today. Uh, sorry, the, not the running back, the returner for the Argos. And we haven't talked about special teams yet today. Um, but you got Boris Beattie, an excellent kicker on the one side. Uh, and in... You know, it sort of looks like the, it's favored a little bit in the Argo side here. Uh, how important is it to not let Chandler Worthy be a guy who is an X factor? Like, how important is it to just keep that keep that matchup either neutral or win that matchup today? Well, as you know, you know, special teams is is uh, one third of the Canadian football game, so uh, you've got to be able to uh, control. Uh, on special teams, and, and really, uh, Boris Beattie is a weapon. You know, in his last three games, he's 13 of 13 in field goals, and he's got six from 50-plus uh, yards. So you're really giving away half a field 
to Boris Beatty. Uh, and, and so you cannot afford a mistake on your special teams. They have to play penalty-free, and they have to cover extremely well down the field. Yeah, and not just Boris B, what he can do, you know, offensively putting up points, but in terms of what he's able to do for setting the Ticats back, his kickoff, I think it's averaging about 65 yards per kick, uh, and that's the best in the league. Siante Evans is back in the lineup. That means Tunde gets to go back to his regular spot of free safety. We saw, we saw the Montreal Alouettes last week um, try to go after, especially with Eugene Lewis, try to go after Des Lawrence you know, quite a bit. Uh, do you see, see the Argos trying to take a similar approach, especially with a guy like Eric Rogers back in the lineup? Like how, how, how busy do you think Des Lawrence is going to be today? Well, I think it goes back to uh, uh, Bethel you know, Thompson. You know, uh, he's a pocket passer, and he'll take that underneath throw in the checkdowns as long as uh, Hamilton will give it to him. And Andy was talking about this earlier too, where you've got to be able to tighten up your zones uh, on the defensive side uh, compared to what you played against Toronto the last time or last couple of times. And you, you can't allow yards after the catch. Those are, those are the, the real key things. As far as individual uh, receivers, you know, Rodgers uh, has not played in a long time. Gittins uh, has been the guy that uh, they've been going to. Uh, but when you look at their, their overall receiving core with Collins and Daniels and Gittins and, and Rodgers uh, and Foster out of the backfield, uh, that's a pretty Im- impressive group of uh, receivers for Bethel McLeod. So I, I really think you, you've got to uh, play the way the Hamilton defense plays and yet tighten up those zones, make the windows a lot tighter for him to throw into. Coach, you talked uh, earlier about the penalties, and these teams have, have gotten a bit chippy uh, in the past, and it really started with that Labor Day game, which Hamilton came out on top. Uh, but in a, in a playoff game like this, you know, you have to reiterate through the locker room, don't you, about about don't take any selfish penalties. You're going to stand up for each other, but anything that's going to hurt the team, how, like, how many times in your in, in your in your uh, experience have you seen, you know, an individual selfish penalty really come to haunt a team in the playoffs? Well, as you know, you know, you if you lose one of your starters uh, because of uh, you know his inability to control himself on the field, it hurts the entire team because now you have to make uh, adjustments sometimes. Uh, let's take, for instance, the offensive line. You've got one backup guy. So if some offensive lineman chooses to uh, throw a punch at, at an Argo and gets tossed from the game, now you're down to your five offensive linemen, and that's all you've got for the rest of the ball game. So the selfishness uh, of those kinds of things you cannot have uh, in these games. And as you know, these teams will uh, get after each other verbally on the field and uh, Simone Lawrence being one of the uh, fine contributors to that, uh, you just got to rely on your, your experienced guys not to allow anybody to make that mistake uh, of being selfish. Coach, how much of a factor will Don Jackson need to be for the Ticats offense to, to get the win today? Big, 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 big factor. He's got to be able to 
run the ball successfully and catch the ball out of the backfield successfully. I think the last time he played against him, he only carried the ball like four or five times. He's got to be able to touch the football in this game, in my opinion, a minimum of 15 times. And uh, some of those will be negative-type plays, but some of those will be very positive plays, and they'll play a, a part late in this ball game uh, when the Ticats need to run the clock out. Coach, and just before we let you go, I want to ask you about the receivers because last week, you know, no one was able to get more than 60 yards, uh, but we've seen guys go off uh, for some big numbers. We were just talking about it with Masoli, and if he's able to get that, you know, big arm downfield, who do you think he's going to be looking at? He, he's really got a ton of options. Each of these guys has proven, you know, they've been able to step up in, uh, in big games, but who would you kind of keep your eye on in this Ticats receiving group? Well, I think the the Argos will play a lot of attention to Banks and White uh, from the slot position. So look for Dunbar maybe to come up with one of those big plays in this ball game. And, and I think Mazzoli, uh, as we talked about earlier, I think he has to go deep against this Argos secondary because I think that's where they're vulnerable. All right, Coach Sal, appreciate this as always. Thank you so much. Enjoy the game. Yes, you guys too.